on this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Single Men and Gender. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 89 of the Naturist Living Show. Uh, my name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And if you've been a long-time listener or you've caught up recently, you know that we used to have Felicity Jones from YNA uh, very regularly. She uh, was always having a little segment where we talked about things, and uh, that was that was great, and I enjoyed doing it, and I really enjoyed chatting with Felicity and, and sometimes with uh, Jordan as well. But as I announced a number of episodes ago, I, it was getting too much. The, the shows were too complex. There were too many segments. It took too much time to record it. So as a result, uh, I haven't been doing the um, regular Felicity segments. I would just do one item, one topic per episode. So I thought it'd be time to catch up with Felicity and see what Winey had been up to. And I was particularly intrigued by one of the uh, posts that she did. She has a regular blog on the Winey website, winey.me, and I'll put links to that on the show notes. And her uh, at the end of November, she did one called Nudism, Gender, and Single Male Policies. And she talked about what is not a new topic. Uh, it's a, a topic that's been around as long, I think, as naturism has been around, which is what do we do with single men? Uh, some clubs ban him outright, uh, have very, very restrictive policies. As I'm sure I've discussed, Bear Oaks is a little bit more open about that. Um, but it generated a lot of comments and a lot of discussion. And uh, so I gave her a call and so that we could chat about it. And we chatted, and actually, um, our discussion and the fact that the November uh, blog generated a lot of comments and discussion about harassment as well ended up generating a new blog entry that she titled The Nudism Gender Problem Part 2, Addressing Harassment. And apparently Part 3 is still coming, which is where she's going to talk about how different clubs are handling the single man issue. Because it is an issue, and it's not that... People don't like single men. Some of our best members at Bear Oaks are single men, but there have certainly been in uh, situations where there have been so many single men um, that it makes uh, women uncomfortable. And according to Felicity, it even makes some men uncomfortable as well. Uh, is that homophobic? Uh, well, I'll let you make that decision. So, But I won't tell you all about what we discussed. Uh, let's just go right ahead and listen to our discussion. So, hi, Felicity. Hi, Stefan. <laughs> Long time, no chat. I know, I know. People, uh, you know, people are missing, uh, I've been missing the show because, as I'm sure you've noticed, we, I haven't been very good. Uh, but Sean now is doing the editing, so now that he's editing for me, I, I have a little bit more possibility of keeping up with things. But yeah. then people are missing you, too, so I thought, oh, we need to bring you back. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to do the complicated ones I was doing before where there was all these different bits because the editing becomes a nightmare. But mm -hmm. 
you and I should just still do a regular one every, you know, few months or something. And the, the whole show is about you. So this is all about you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you'll have no excuse now. You got somebody else to do the editing. You're all out of excuses. That's right. There you go. So, uh, you know, I, uh, what made me think of you is because I was reading your latest uh, blog post on uh, single men. What, what triggered you to, do, to write about that? Yeah, I've been wanting to write about it for a while. Um, I wrote about the gender balance problem of naturism like a couple of months ago. And now I'm trying to follow that up with like a series of posts about how we should and shouldn't deal with that problem. And one of the most common widespread ways of dealing with it has been to restrict single men. Mm. Yeah, so um, it, it's like a difficult, complex kind of issue. And, you know, that's restricting single men has been like the go-to way of trying to correct the balance. That and like creating different price prices of entry for uh, couples and women and you know single men will pay the highest price um, yeah we don't we don't at Bear Oaks we don't actually have we have it's the same price whether you're single or a couple but it's it's not whether you're a man or a woman and I always tell people it's actually a two for one deal is really what it is bring a friend we don't we don't uh, have a definition if you if you and your friend show up and you say you're a couple that's fine um, you just don't get to register with two different addresses you you're all on you have to be there together you know yeah i think that's i think that's the best way to do it i mean i know another club um dyer woods does it like that too and i think i think that's the best way to do it but single men still complain because they come on their own and they say well how come i'm paying the same i said well bring a friend <laughs> and then split it right they, yeah exactly they, they can be encouraged to do that and that's like totally fine um but you know one of my points was that there's uh, because of the way we've looked at the single men thing, it's there's been plenty of discrimination against like LGBTQ couples. I mean, I still have seen like a uh, couples rate where it's like male female only. Really? They just, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about in the U.S., but in Canada, that would be illegal. You you can't discriminate that way anymore. Yeah, well, for all I know, maybe it is illegal, but nobody's, you know, running after them. I suppose, yeah. I don't know. So, the way you were talking, you didn't seem to be specifically, at least reading between the lines, you're not specifically against the gender balance thing, but you're raising a bunch of the issues. Is that right? Well, what do you, I don't know, I'm not sure what you mean by against the gender balance thing. You mean against that policy? Yeah, you didn't sound like you were condemning it outright. Well, for a long time I've been like, my stance has been like, well, I understand it because, um, because you know, in full disclosure, like we've done it in the past. We've <laughs> had private indoor parties where we've at some point just kind of made a cutoff and... Uh, said we're not accepting any more single men until we get more women and couples. And uh, with the concern that, you know, we have a party of like so many single guys and we have like some women show up and they come in and they feel like really outnumbered and like uncomfortable because they come in and they're like surrounded by a lot of men in like a confined space. Um, 
And, you know, it's still like a difficult thing to confront when you are trying to get a gender balance and um, you just get a lot of men. And, and I feel like that's how it is for a lot of groups and events. And it's always been like that for us. Like men just show up no matter what we do. Like they, we don't have to go after them, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting. They're right there at the door. But like women, you have to make efforts to um, to invite them and to and to get them to come. And um, but yeah, now it's different. Like now, I'm trying to promote this. You know, let's just be inclusive. Just invite everybody. Yeah, um, I, I think it depends on the space too. Um, a number of years ago, before I even owned Bear Oaks, my wife and I brought. On two occasions, we brought uh, women with us, single women, to a, a local swim. That was probably 95% men because right. it, was, it was the winter and there was not a lot of options, right? Mm-hmm. And both of them were very uncomfortable to the point that they wouldn't come ever again. Right. And, and it's not – everybody was nice. There was nothing – nobody did anything wrong. It was just they felt – like they were just surrounded, but it was in a, in a pool, right? So there was one mm-hmm. space. Whereas at Bear Oaks, we we advertise that we have a we we maintain a gender balance. What I quickly realized is, while that policy is possible to talk about in a 50-acre property, it's impossible to actually implement. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're let's say you're trying to do you know 60 maximum of 60-40. When? At, when we open at nine, at noon, uh, is it? What if all the single men are around the pool and the women are on the beach? Then what happens? Is the pool now wrong? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think people notice as much because they're spread out everywhere. So you don't get that feeling that you could ever say, "Oh, yeah. it's a majority of men here," because you can't see everybody at the same time. Right. I, I totally agree with that, and we've never restricted. Uh, at when we do events at a beach or a club or a resort because it's much there's a lot more space to move around the only time we've ever done it is when we're having a, an indoor event in a small space um, because it is a lot easier to feel like oh, I'm surrounded <laughs> so how do you restrict it like you get to a certain number and then it's like sorry can't come in yeah well we for like for us to have a party for when we had a party in a bar for example um we'd have everybody would sign up online in advance we wouldn't do any kind of at the door tickets and um just at some point we would like cut off tickets for single men and say like women and couples only can buy tickets at this point um and we would tell some guys like you know if we get some more couples and women then we might be able to get you an invite later but like we're trying to maintain a gender balance what kind of reactions did you get to that um I th- it's been a long time but i think like actually most were understanding of it um there was here and there like some guys who would get upset or a little angry um or maybe they just never signed up again <laughs> um but yeah i think like most men were like okay i understand Hmm. They were, yeah. And so what kind of reactions did you get to your blog? Well, it's been interesting, the sort of discussions. I had a poll at the end of my blog where I asked outright, like, do you think that clubs and events and groups should restrict 
the number of single men in order to have a gender balance. And the overwhelming majority said that uh, they shouldn't. Um, 80%. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the discussions that people were having on the website and on social media, um, I feel like a lot of it was people trying to find, like, the easy solution that, you know, maybe we just change the rules. Like, maybe it's the rules that are the problem or, like, the way the rules are written or, like, um, you know, it led to one of the yoga classes here changed their policy to allow women to wear bottoms um, until they feel more comfortable to be nude. Be- and Because of single men? No, uh, not because of single men, but because they want more women. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they want they want women to be able to like do, to wear bottoms if they feel like they can if they feel like that will make them more comfortable and like to get used to it as if. I bet and, you uh, you can guess how I feel about that. Yeah, I know how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't think it's the right approach either. I have like a women's group, like a secret women's group on Facebook. And um, if any women, naturist women out there listening to this and they want to join it, like just send me an email or something um, or contact me on Facebook. And I like posted a little poll on there just to like to get women's opinions on this. And like I said, do you think that some clothing optional, some kind of clothing optional policy for women like would help bring more women into naturism? And, like, most of them said yes. And I was like, really? <laughs> One or two was like, wait, wouldn't that, like, defeat the purpose? Like, Yeah, uh, I, I th- see, I think it may be misunderstanding, you know, what uh, what the, the naturism is about or whatever. I think, I think the biggest fear that women have is that this is just yet another place where they're going to be vulnerable to, mm-hmm. you know, predators, predatory behavior, I guess. Uh, which is so ubiquitous in the society out there. Right, right. And, and so the, the clothing is just a way of feeling less vulnerable, which, of course, it's not. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, when you're new, you feel vulnerable when you take your clothes off, I think. Yeah, right. And, you know, uh, it seems like it'd be something that would help get more women in. I don't think it would, really. Um, I feel like it's, it's not really the right approach to it. I think I, the other thing that a lot of people talked about after the article was like, well, what about men, the ones who misbehave, the ones that make women feel uncomfortable? You know, how do we deal with them? And, you know, in one part, we already have a lot of ways to deal with them. We already do deal with them when that happens. And it's not that often if you're at a club or a resort, because really harassment's not nearly as common in my opinion than it is like a public a uh, regular public bar like some public place outside of the nudist community agreed yeah uh, yeah and um but they you know they focus on like they're trying to think well how do we make women feel more safe and i think that's really the question more so than how do we keep the perverts out because the, the answer to that has personally been, well, we restrict how many men can come in because then there's less perverts. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, the vast majority of single men are not perverts and are not a problem. But yeah, when there is one, it gets a lot of attention. Uh, we, uh, my my impression in you know do, doing this now ten years, ten years by the way, this month that we've had Bear Oaks, um, is that it's it's an attitude. Women are accepting that occasionally there'll be a perv or a problem individual. What they need to know is that you'll deal with it and you'll take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, right. because the, I, I hear these stories all the time. Yeah, I was at so-and-so, some guy grabbed my butt and, you know, the management just kind of shrugged their shoulders. Yeah. You mean that's at a, uh, like they're saying that at a, at a nudist place that happened? Oh, well, I was thinking, talking in general. Yeah, but yes, I know um, it's happened in nudist places and it complains. The complaints in nudist places is not as much about grabbing because that's really going past the line in that in that case mm-hmm. but even in nudist or naturist place it's just somebody talking to you or you know saying inappropriate things to you um mm-hmm. or just kind of looking at you in a weird way that makes you uncomfortable a lot of clubs well i don't know if a lot of clubs i've heard of that there are many clubs where the people who run it just don't know how to deal with that yeah they say well he I didn't mean- really do anything wrong he's just looking at you yeah, well, we should talk about that because I've also been thinking about that. And I feel like a lot of times when something does happen, even in my personal experience, to make me uncomfortable, it's been a lot more subtle than just somebody grabbing me because I, I feel like in some part, like men know that they can't get away with that. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that someone else could easily see happening. Whereas if I get a weird look or uncomfortable words from somebody that's a lot harder to like it's a lot harder to report it you know other people are less likely to see it or experience it as I did and um but then you know I'm also like well to some extent with there's like behaviors that kind of walk the line or like you know with like with staring like if a guy is staring at me, like, I pretty much ignore it. Like, if they're just a distance from me and they're, like, looking at me, like, what am I going to, you know, I'd feel... Yeah, but Felicity, you're, you're a, a, a really strong, established naturist who grew up in it. You, you can't ex- necessarily expect a woman who's there for the first time to be able to ignore it. Sure, but I, uh, but I guess at the same time, I feel like some women are so anxious and so used to being like hyper aware of like men looking at them that they anticipate bad behavior and they think that they're being like objectified or stared at when it's really not might not be what's happening because i've i've met women who are like so um preoccupied with the idea that men are looking at them in a nudist beach or a place that they can't even they can't enjoy themselves yeah that's true yeah um but but some of those, uh, you know, when at, at least at Bear Oaks, that's you know what I know the best. You, I will have again the majority of single men don't generate any complaints at all. Mm-hmm. They're there and nobody has a problem. And then you have one, and usually there's more than one complaint. Like rarely do I get just one complaint about a guy. There'll be. Yeah two, three in fairly quick succession in this, in the day that the person's there. 
Mm-hmm. And it, but it, it might be vague, like, yeah, well, he's kind of looking at us funny. I think he's following us. Um, he's just showing up wherever I am. But yeah, of course, well, the, the, stalking is definitely something that takes that to a to a level that you can't tolerate it. <laughs> no, and and we've gotten pretty good at it because it's very simple. You know, we take the, the we find the guy, we say, "Listen, you've made uh, some women uncomfortable." And usually, it's like, "Well, I didn't do anything wrong." And mm-hmm. I say, "I don't know. I wasn't there. All I can tell you is that there's a whole bunch of single guys here, and I've only heard complaints about you today. So something you're doing is making them uncomfortable." So you need to make sure you don't make people uncomfortable or you won't be able to stay here. And then usually that fixes it because, of course, they know what they've done. They're not going to admit to it, but they know. (laughs) And the moment we have that conversation, they they either leave sometimes because they're embarrassed. But most of the time, they just they self-correct because they know what to do. Mm. No, that's great that it works that way. I would say for most of them, I think it does, yeah. Yeah, I really hope that other clubs, like, don't get complaints like that and then just kind of brush it off, like what you were saying, like, (laughs) you know, just not taking it seriously. Well, I've heard, unfortunately, from people who visit some other places that that's often what happens because, because you're right, they haven't broken any specific rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and that's, that's why I can't, that's why I say to the guy, I said, I don't know what you did, but I know from experience that when we get a complaint about a guy, there's always a lot of single guys. Yeah. So there is something to it most of the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like when somebody is like that, uh, makes multiple people uncomfortable, like, or... And they know it too. Like I feel like the club members, the people around, like very quickly realize that that person either doesn't belong there or needs to, needs to, you know, correct their behavior. Yeah, the decision where to throw somebody out—that's a more difficult one. I mean, we, I try to give people uh, the, the benefit of the doubt, um, especially if it's their first visit, right? You can just imagine. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my God, this is all new. Look at all these people. And so they need a chance to, to, be, to, you know, to adjust to the environment. You know, they're looking around may just be a reaction to the fact this is all new to them. And they've never seen nude women that are in a non-sexual way and they're having a difficult time with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's nice to, like, give them a second chance. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that, that I get concerned about is like, if they really overstep the line and a woman is like, it's her first time in the nudist setting and, uh, she gets like, she has some negative experience with a guy then it's like, uh, totally ruining that day, ruining her day, you know, ruining the experience and then, you know, oh, people told me this wasn't about sex and look what happened, you know? Um, but you know, you do what you can, like you can't, I don't think restricting single men is, is going to correct that problem unless maybe you restrict, you, you banned all men. Like it doesn't, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. Well, but, but see, that's my, my biggest fear is that a woman is there and has a bad experience, but doesn't say anything Be- yeah. because in the mainstream world in, in society out there, 
you, women are taught not to say anything because there's no point. You know, right. um, unless he gr he does something like that's ass assault, people just kind of go shrug their shoulders and go, oh well. And mm -hmm. that's my biggest fear is that they'll have a terrible time, leave, never come back, and I don't, I won't even know. Yeah, totally. I I think about that too because you're absolutely right. That is totally what they the message they get, and or you know it happens. Well, it's the woman's fault. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and she's gonna get blamed for it, not be taken seriously, etc. Um, so that that pretty much is the worst thing. I mean, we see that. I, I see that with our Facebook group online, which is like our main closed group that anybody can find it, and we have something like ten thousand people in there, and we're always like, you know, if somebody is sending you inappropriate messages, like please tell us so we can remove them because we can't do anything if we don't know about it. Right. But. I think a lot of people don't. They don't. They just block the person. They never tell us. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> even in in person, there was a, a woman at a campfire with another guy who had been drinking too much last year, and he started, you know, uh, really. He didn't actually do anything, but she got scared because he was get, being a little persistent in his moves, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And she reported, but then she started saying things like, well, you know, I probably shouldn't have stayed once I saw that he was, you know, drinking heavily and I should have left after the first. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not your fault. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. It, you know, uh, uh, like okay. it, she was already she was reporting it and still questioning herself. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. One oh one no is all you had to say, and he should have left you alone. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, yeah, that's such a common thing, I feel like. That's not surprising to me at all. I think perhaps what, you know, clubs and, and even, uh, you know, we should do that better and is is have a very clear statement without sounding alarmist. You don't want to make it sound like, you know, people are getting... Uh, sexually harassed on a regular basis but mm -hmm. yet you want to say look if anybody does anything that makes you uncomfortable we we want to know right away so we can deal with it right i don't know how you do that though I mean, to do that without like making it seem like everyone like it's happening all the time yeah, well exactly <laughs> like if i say that to everybody who checks in at bear oaks they'd be like going what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe you don't need to say it to them when they check in, but have it written somewhere. Yeah, big sign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, written among the rules sheet that you give them, like. Yeah, well, we actually say that in our, our anti-harassment policy. Yeah. But I'm not yeah, sure no, if people read all that. That's the problem, right? Right, I know. Yeah, do they actually read it? <laughs> yeah, I. I I think some people that was sort of their concern also in the discussions about the article, mm -hmm. um, like oh maybe we're deterring women because you know writing out the rules make it seem like this is a common thing that's happening and but I don't know one way or another it needs to be made clear that that it's not tolerated and it should be reported like immediately and um, yeah. People, I, I've been thinking about, you know, how, what can people want to know? Like, what can we actually do about this? And 
the problems that cause the gender imbalance, they run deep and they're complex, like because of the issues I've talked about on my blog, which is, you know, the sexual harassment and rape culture and, and body image issues, like all of that's not going to be resolved overnight. But, you know, it's like, what can we do in the nudist community to correct the balance? Mm-hmm. And um, some of the things that people have come up with is like, have all men like uh, bring a friend or a female friend? And I can tell you right now that asking the men to bring to bring get a woman to come with them does not work. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah, I uh, I need a friend to come with me and get naked is not the conversation that most men can easily have with somebody. Yeah, I I think a lot of the like just a lot of guys have a tough time with that and like you know they'd be like I'm the only I you know I'm new to it I don't have any friends that are into this and you know it just doesn't it doesn't have the result that you want like they don't suddenly find a female friend out of the blue to come with them you know, but see, there's two issues. You talk about gender balance, and then we talked also about sometimes single guys making other people uncomfortable. Right, and this, so that's like, that's, that's well, to ask them to bring a female friend is as if to uh, have, or to bring any friend with them is like, as if to, you know, make the guy more verifiable and... Um, well, I find I find that if they bring any friend, so a single guy bringing another guy friend, they're hanging out together. There's there's less of that pressure to go meet somebody to be friends with, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that often solves the problem of the single guy who's lonely and making people uncomfortable because he's, he's trying to, you know, grab some find not grab literally, but find somebody to hang out with, which is causing discomfort. So, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do anything for the gender balance that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I think it could create a more, like, a less awkward environment if you had guys bring friends with them, just because it's then it's easier for them; they, they'll feel more comfortable, and uh, yeah, like won't be making anybody else uncomfortable with like trying to talk to them or something. But, you know, to require all single men to, like, bring somebody with them, I don't think that's that's the right thing. No, um, but we've we've made it a condition for some that have uh, repeatedly made people uncomfortable. We said you can only come back if you come with somebody. But not every single man, just those that were a problem. Oh, that's interesting. But not a, not a big enough problem they should be ejected from the property. <laughs> from right. A, you know, there's... There's always people say, you know, especially new staff members, this is, well, when do you kick somebody out? I said, every situation is unique. Right. And I can't give you a rule because it all depends. It's on the severity of a whole bunch of factors. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody well, could be, be very, very case by case. Yeah, exactly. Somebody could be, very, you know, very inappropriate, but everybody agrees that he just had too much to drink that night and normally he's okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a ban for life kind of thing. Right. And yet somebody could do a lot less, but because he's not drunk and because it was during the day, and that might lead to a permanent ban. Right. 
So you have to, you always have to weigh every factor to, in, in your Yeah, life. and they probably don't come back, do they? The, the no. ones that you say, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, I, so I think the, the approach that, that nudism has taken thus far with the gender problem has not been a good approach and it's not worked. Like, it's just... And I hear, you know, like I wrote in my blog, like I hear such heartbreaking stories from guys who are like not, who are treated so differently from a, from like a, than a single woman or a couple would be when they're going into like a news club or resort. Yeah. And it's uncalled for, you know. It is. Again, I, I can't say it too many times. Most single men are not a problem. Right. Yeah, it's, it's complicated, but I think... I think clubs just, I think they could change their whole, the way they market themselves online, the way that they do their website. I think if clubs, if every club became more uh, gay-friendly, LGBTQ-friendly, that it would change and actually attract more women. Yes. Right? Because, okay, oh, they accept everybody and they're not like this really heteronormative place which is like been the norm oh absolutely we actually you know uh, this summer we we had a lot of single women in fact i counted eight women that were coming without their husbands or their uh i don't know significant other partner or whatever you want to say uh, which is really funny because it's like the opposite. It's like backwards day, bizarre world kind of thing. <laughs> because you, it, that was to be used to be the opposite. And I was trying to figure out why is this happening. Um, I'd like to think we're you know we've created Bear Oaks a very uh, women friendly and not even gender, not or non gender specific place or whatever you want to call it, but where women are comfortable. But I think there's more going on because those women I'm talking about were all younger like we're talking about women in their 20s or early 30s yeah and i think in that generation we're actually having a reversal happening too where men now feel bad about how they look <laughs> and yeah. we've screwed up their self-image and we're making them feel not worth it whereas women are riding a wave of you know the body positive, the Dove commercials, uh, all that stuff that keeps saying, it's, uh, you know, you're okay, accept yourself, don't take it. And, and so uh, that that's it's complete hypothesis because it's based on eight people or something. But that's, it's interesting that I, there's, there's a bit of a pattern happening. Yeah, but then, but that's definitely, I mean, I don't know if you could pinpoint some differences in culture of Canada versus the U.S. that would count for it. But, you know, we've also been seeing a lot more body positive media and women and female empowerment. And, you know, we need it and we still need it. We're, there's there's no, uh, we're not about to like become more um, empowered and take over the world tomorrow and like men <laughs> left in the dust. Like that's <laughs> There's still so much that needs to be done for women to be on an equal level. But, like, for your club to be bringing in so many single women, then everyone else in the nudist world should be like, well, what is he doing differently? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Specifically, like, you know, and, and and as people know, like, you have this, 
you have on your website about this is a nature's philosophy we have here and you know it's not just about nudity we have values and I feel like that's definitely part of it well thank you and I like to think so too but I, I do think there is some change going on because it's generational um, you know it's like the, the, it's a joke right size matters for guys <laughs> and it's, a, it's just a joke but it's a joke that gets repeated so much that I'm clearly seeing that some guys are starting to believe it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, there's there's a body shame aspect on guys that is, there's nobody who's, who is running campaigns to make guys feel better. I'm not sure it's necessary yet. Uh, but there's definitely a, a, a current of body shame, shaming of men, um, at, while at the same time there is a lot of efforts to make women feel about the, better about themselves. Now, it's still not equal. I'm not even suggesting it's equal. But mm -hmm. there is that, I think there is a trend going on. And some women are, are being empowered a lot more than others. And perhaps some men are being shamed more than, than we even realize at this point. Yeah. I think that is going on. I've seen that. I think we're talking about it a lot more um, because, you know, any kind of, body image issues that men have had in the past well they they don't talk about it and look like that gets brushed under the rug but i feel like now there's a lot more discussion of that and definitely much more pressure on men to to look a certain way and be this epitome of masculinity yeah I, well i don't see i don't see men at the gym showering only the older men uh, showering nude in, the sh in, in a group shower anymore. I see men changing in cubicles. Um, I don't see guys mm -hmm. taking their shirts off at the park anymore or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, um, th there's definitely been, from my standpoint as a guy, from what I knew as a, when I was a young man to now, it's been a step backwards in terms of uh, body acceptance. Now, is it because they're ashamed? Or is it because society has changed and it's not cool? I don't know. Right. Well, you know, I wish I could do this, a nationwide survey of women <laughs> uh, and men even to, to get their feelings on nudism. And it's like, well, if you don't try it, like, like, why wouldn't you try it? You know, um, and ask the sort of questions that would lead to more answers. Because, you know, now it's just like, let's try this. And this is all, everything I say is like kind of speculation. And like, um, you know, I'm going to come up with some suggestions of how we can deal with this problem in like a much better 21st century kind of way. And like, hopefully more clubs will start to be like Bear Oaks. I hope so. Um, and I hope there's other ones out there. I mean, you've visited a lot of clubs. Which ones do you find have the best policies towards single men or have the least problems? Or I think I think it's becoming a lot less common, the, the single male bans or restrictions. Um, like, I feel like we're seeing a lot more clubs now that are fully inclusive. Like, they don't discriminate against anybody because of their gender. Hmm. Um yeah, there's like a, a bunch that, I mean, I feel like, 
I feel like when it does happen nowadays, uh, it's under the radar. And I wouldn't know unless I called up and pretended to be a single male or, you know, had somebody call up as a single male and ask to visit. I feel like a lot of clubs are not writing on their website that they don't accept single males or um, restrict single males. It's more like, because I, I hear about it, like, when people comment later after I visit somewhere and say that, oh, I tried to visit that place and they were so rude to me or they, they said I couldn't come. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't obviously verify every single story but um i feel like i don't even see a lot of the discrimination because we always visit places as a couple right so you you don't experience it yeah but i i'm in favor of clubs like if you're inclusive like say you're inclusive like you know be be completely uh clear about that Mm -hmm. um and the clubs like Sunsport Gardens is in, in Florida, like they're one of the places it's inclusive, and they say that they say as much on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Lodge, that's the club I grew up at in New Jersey. Like they used to uh, not welcome every sing- all single males or or only a certain number of single males, and now they're much more inclusive. They don't discriminate. Um, Dire Woods, Goodland Country Club. The one in New Jersey that's still more discriminating is Sky Farm. Um, they're a bit different, but like, yeah, a lot of the clubs, I think, are I think they've become they've become much more inclusive than they used to be. Do you see a difference between big resorts versus smaller, more local clubs? Um. Yeah, I mean, because the big resorts. I think, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. Um, I think that I want to say the bigger resorts are less discriminatory just because they have so many people. If they've really built themselves up to have hundreds of members, it's really not as much a concern to them to be, you know, letting in single men. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I think, see, I think that's, that is another issue is that it's just like the one room where you're having an event, a smaller club, if there's 10 people on the property and suddenly six of them are men, that kind of, it makes it seem like it's dominated, right? Yeah. Whereas if the, it's a big property and there's a lot of space and there's 50 people in the property, you can have 30 of them be men, but you, there's still 20 women hanging around. So you don't quite get that same feeling I think yeah I mean I think a club needs to um, look at ways they can attract more women in that kind of scenario you know rather than take that approach of like we're only going to let in this many single men right yeah that's true focus on attracting customers instead of uh, restricting them yeah which really it doesn't I mean I think that a lot of times just pisses people off (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I think it's a lot more productive to go after more customers. Uh, uh, good for business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy that you don't allow in, he's going to go online, write a negative review. There's also that part of it. 
So when the YNA is having events now, you still have events, you don't do gender balance at all anymore? We haven't, we haven't done that kind of restriction in years. Granted, most of our events have been uh, outdoors and at bigger places, but we're not planning to do any restrictions. And do you think it hurts? It is, it's been a problem at all? No, I mean, um, the gender that we've had at our events has really varied a lot. It, like, it really depends on the event um, and the place. I mean, I don't know what it is, but certain events uh, just don't attract as many women as other events do. Um, I have yet to solve that conundrum or, like, figure that out. Um, just, like, we'll do a hike and get, like, a lot more men than women, but then we'll have, like, a nudist club gathering and have, like, an even ratio. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, on that topic, we haven't talked for uh, quite a while, so how was 2016 for YNA? How were your events, and how did things go? Yeah, it was really busy. Um, I feel like we had an event going on every other weekend. Wow. Um, we had we had a lot of really really nice events. We we went to Dyer Woods for the first time, um, did our first gathering there, um, and that place is great. That's in oh God, was it Rhode Island? They're a couple hours away from us, um, and they are they've been in the process of trying to get more members and and grow their club again and it and it's really like a, a beautiful place um they have like this little pond and it was just so much nicer than i thought it would be um because like any other club they're not they're not perfect at marketing themselves <laughs> mm. um yeah we went there uh we went to gunnison beach a few times and got a lot of people met a lot of new people there um yeah we had stuff going on like every weekend we were going somewhere wow is that yeah, gonna be the same anything. next year yeah next summer yeah we're planning to kick things back up i mean we've been we've been slow since the cold set in <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been trying to find a bowling alley that we could go and have a bowling event but it's not that easy <laughs> um yeah I and mean, it just turns out it's not that easy to find a place that has like a private room with bowling lanes otherwise it's difficult for us to take over an entire bowling alley you don't organize any indoor swims in the winter um we don't we attend like one or two swims that a different group does on long island that they're called the travel sons they take over this gym and spa and We just did it in November, like we went as a group to their swim. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I look forward, we'll have you back soon on the show. So I look forward to hearing more about your plans for next year then. Yeah, I, I will hopefully have some more to talk about for that. And I'm glad that we could chat again and glad that the Nature Swimming Show is coming back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So stay warm. I'll try. <laughs> So, 
As you heard, it's it's not just single men, and now it's the issue of gender. Um, gender is becoming more and more of an issue, as I'm sure you know very well. Uh, not just the fact that you have gay couples, but that you have people who are transgendered. And we had some uh, guests last year at Bear Oaks who were transgender, and we had a staff member who was transgendered, and he had the body of a woman. And it was very interesting dealing with it. Um, I mean, we we've defined for a number of years now couples as any two people who present themselves that way. So the issue of gender was something we had to deal with early on because there was a lot of gay couples at Baroques already, and we didn't want to get into who is a couple and who isn't. So if two people present themselves as a couple, they are a couple, and they can get the couple membership. Of course, it means that they can't bring anybody else uh, with them uh, because a single, uh, uh, well, a membership, a single person with a membership, because they're all couple families, uh, singles are all the same price, a single person is allowed to bring a guest with them, which makes a couple membership more like a two-for-one deal. And so we don't worry about, you know, if the two of you come and you say you're a couple, that's good enough for us. And then because of all these transgendered issues, it even made me question last year, you know, whether, why do we have the signs on the toilets that has a picture of a man and a woman? It had a picture of a man and a woman because we've had mixed gender washrooms now forever. Uh, There's really not an issue when you're nude anyway. And, but why are we using a man and woman as the logo for a toilet? There is no man and woman there. That's not why you're going in there. The shower room has a picture of a person under a shower. So we changed them all to people, a person sitting on a toilet, a gender neutral person sitting on a toilet. And, you know, that's all very consistent. Gender shouldn't matter that much. Clearly, we have gender. We have gender preferences. We have genitalia that suggests gender. But that's a personal thing. A person is a person. And when you respect people, you shouldn't worry too much about their gender. In fact, as as far back as 1927, Maurice Parmley, in the New Gymnosophy, the, the first English language book on naturism, said, I have observed in gymnosophic circles that men and women tend to become more alike because artificial barriers and distinctions are removed. The genuine sex differences can, of course, never disappear, nor is it desirable that they should, because they add greatly to the variety and savor of life. Of course, he was talking about gender roles, uh, not specifically transgender people. That's something in 1927 that nobody would even talk about. I don't think it was an op, uh, even an option. Uh, there were people who were cross-dressers and things like that, and they, they even made shows, uh, as you made fairly famous cabarets about people who were cross-dressing. But cross-dressing is not the same thing as being transgendered, as pro- you probably know. He was talking about, you know, the fact that men and women are more equal. But what he says there really does apply to this whole discussion on gender and how important it is and how much it matters and whether we need to really identify people that clearly. We've never actually even asked on our application form what gender people are. When people uh, register at Bear Oaks, it's not one of the questions we fill in because it doesn't seem to matter that much. But in terms of single men, though, why this is relevant for single men is two men together or what a man who a person with the body of a man who is identifying as a woman or a woman who identifies, well, a a man who identifies as a man, but has the body of a woman. (laughs) Um, All those different options make this whole gender balance really difficult and nearly impossible to to enforce, especially in a large club like uh, Bear Oaks, where people are all over the place. Uh, but it, there is no question, though, that when there is a problem in a club, a single man tends to be the problem. Um, and, and 
most single men are fine. In fact, we have some great single men. But the ones who cause a problem tend to be single men. And you can see how a single man then becomes uh, uh, the the symbol of issues and clubs just say, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to throw them all out. But the vast majority are fine. And even of those who are not, we have discovered that some people just have more trouble getting along with people and getting them to accept them than others, particularly single men. And it seems to get more pronounced in a nature's environment. I think because, you know, the barriers are dropped and the true person comes out and perhaps the fact they're uncomfortable with who they are, uh, they become self-conscious as they're battling their emotions and their awkwardness. You know, they're breaching a lot of big social taboos and that can make it awkward. And so for single men in particular, their intentions can be misinterpreted. Um, I mean, it's normal for a single man to want to find a partner. Uh, but there's a fine line between showing interest in somebody and being creepy. Uh, a lot of people who come to Baroques come to find peace and to find quiet. Uh, women in particular come to naturism in Baroques because they want to escape society's pressure to reach this impossible idea of physical beauty. Uh, to to they, they want to get away from the place that's hypersexualized, where being yourself is not possible. You have to play this game all the time because it's this game of being hunted and uh, by the hunters, if you will, and being judged and evaluated. So you can understand how when you go to a naturist environment, it's to get away from that, having somebody comment on your body or even pay attention to you and tell you you're attractive or being interested could bring them back to what they're trying to escape from. So it, it's this fine balance. And so too much attention, as friendly and as well-intentioned as it can be, can remind them where they came from and can feel like harassment. But in general, getting along and making friends in naturism is not very different from the rest of the world. You know, you introduce yourself, you're, you're friendly without being overbearing, you sense their, their body language and get a feeling what they want to. Uh, you try to find people then with common interests who participate with activities with you. You listen to them, you, you're trustworthy, you're reliable. That's how you make friends anywhere, but also in naturism. So... But you have to pay attention, and you have to respect space. And so it's not just acting respectful, but actually thinking and feeling respectful is how you form good interpersonal relationships. So we actually did a whole show, a whole podcast on this. It was episode 20 in 2010, June 2010. We titled it How Not to Be Creepy, because we learned that some people who are creepy are not intentionally so and don't mean anything bad. They're just socially awkward. And so we put together this podcast with all these hints and pointers. And then we also created a page on the Baroque's website, which is a little bit more positively titled, called uh, How to Make Friends in Naturism. And I will put links to both the podcast uh, episode 20 and to the webpage on the Baroque's website that helps you with hints on how to make friends. It may not be for you, but you probably know somebody who can use this kind of advice. Well, that's all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Stéphane Deschain, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. I make the show with the help of Sean Mitchell, who makes the task of doing this so much easier by doing all the time-consuming editing. So thank you, Sean, for your help. You can find links to all the items we talked about in the show notes, and the website is naturistliving.bearoaks.ca because we're in Canada. Keep sending your suggestions. I appreciate getting them. The show's email address is naturistliving at bearoaks.ca. 
That's B-A-R-E, of course, and .ca, because we're in Canada again. You can also call and leave a comment. Uh, it's country code plus one, area code 905-473-6060, or toll-free if you're in Canada and the U.S. at 1-888-373-9124. Or you can even Skype, Bear Oaks, B-A-R-E-O-A-K-S, one word. And no matter what, you get into the main Bear Oaks phone system, and the Nature's Living Show extension is 333. Very easy to remember. You can then leave a comment, and you can take as many tries as you want. You can even delete it if you're not happy at the end. So I can't promise we'll use it, but I'd love to put more comments from you and from other listeners on the show. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you'll join us again for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.